Thrive, flourish, unleash your buried treasure. This is the Exponentially Empowered Podcast with Joel Bine. Through conscious action and authentic self-connection, empower yourself to write your own script. Hey everyone, it's Joel, episode 44, Exponentially Empowered Podcast. Hope you are feeling excited and alive here on this planet and this beautiful solar system. Fear and trust. This is the key, the root of so much in our culture. Fear versus trust. Self-trust, trust in others. These are opposing forces, it seems. The fear that things will not happen as they need to happen or as you would like them to happen. So we don't trust it to happen. This scales up in the macro-political sense of without taxation, we wouldn't be able to get our needs met for stability, support, assistance of others, right? If we didn't have taxation, then there wouldn't be any security, right? Security officers. You have to force that through the coercive mechanism of taxation. Well, what's going on psychologically there? There's fear. There's fear of chaos. And a lack of survival, a lack of safety. What if I'm robbed? What if a criminal threatens me? I need to have a security force to help prevent that, to create accountability, to have safety and security. Well, of course. Of course we need those organizations to help meet those needs. The question becomes, is that organization funded through taxation and thus coercion and violence itself? So there's fear there that without the taxation, we wouldn't be able to, as humans, create organizations that serve other humans to get the needs for safety and security met. We don't trust. So what's going on psychologically in the individual mind and body? This is what needs to be uncovered more honestly and clearly in our culture that we're not creating voluntary interactions without coercion because of the psychological. It's not just because people don't think it would work. Well, you need to have one monopoly that's controlling things to keep order in the culture. 
right? The nature of government is the parent that is the authority that keeps the order. We need that parent. That's the connection to the individual psychology. It goes back to our deepest experiences, roots, as children experiencing parenting, experiencing schooling as well. It starts with parenting. We're not trusted. Our minds are not trusted to think with reason to create the results that are most beneficial to us. We need the parent's authority to tell us what to do or else we will never learn. We will never get those needs met. If the parent doesn't force us to eat the vegetables, then we will never take care of our body. If the teacher doesn't force us to do the homework, we will never learn anything. No trust. No trust. So of course there's government. This final say of authority that through force, through obedience, make sure things are going to happen. Make sure there's security force. Make sure there's welfare to help the poor because without that, humans wouldn't help the poor. Humans are selfish and greedy, you see. The poor would just be left to die in the streets. This is catastrophizing. And it all goes back to early childhood experiences. The child cannot be trusted. The child cannot be trusted. It's not to say that there's not a role for the parent, the older human, to step in and guide and exhibit authentic leadership given their wisdom as an adult. The question is what messages are sent through the interaction of parent and child. And this goes back to one's internal state, one's own childhood trauma, one's own self-trust, one's own inner harmony. So the more you can develop self-trust, the more you can trust others. And this can scale up to the world at large. We can trust humans if we allow that to happen to, for instance, help the poor. Now, in a voluntary world, I think there wouldn't really be as much poor people. There wouldn't be all this strife because the government itself, that manifestation of the trauma, the lack of trust, is causing so much of that poverty to begin with, so much of that challenge for certain, for certain people in the culture. The homelessness, the people living paycheck to paycheck, 
there's so much scarcity. So there wouldn't even be so much of that. There wouldn't need to be so much charity to help others out because people would be living in more abundance. But even in any particular situation, you could have humans offering voluntary assistance to other humans out of the nature of their own hearts. The goodness of their own hearts, the joy of seeing others flourish. It's a win-win, right? Because the high self-esteem person, the person with inner peace, love, courage, creativity, joy, wants others to experience that so much. It becomes a win-win. The generosity is out of abundance, not altruism. So yes, we, we in this culture aren't trusting other humans to get those needs met, the needs to support, the needs to assist those who may be in need of that. So this is where we can bring it back to the self-development work. All starts with self, inner zone of control, noticing the parts within you that don't trust you, that are needing, that are seeking trust. Maybe that inner critic that's saying, you need to work harder. He doesn't trust you that you're going to be productive and get needs met for sustainability, creativity, productivity, accomplishment, growth. He's wanting that. But more deeply, he's wanting trust that you will make it happen. That's why he's always chiming in with inner criticism. Because as a, as a child, he was formed. He learned that without the nagging of the adult, right? The inner critic is the manifestation of the parent and the teacher that was projecting their own unresolved trauma, unresolved inner voices. That's the conditioning. So the voices that were internalized from the parent, the teacher, the nagging, you need to work harder. Do your chores or else I'm going to make you behave this way. I can't trust you to do it on your own. You need to get good grades. It's all out of bullying. It's all out of coercion and a lack of trust and a fear underneath that lack of trust from that adult to the child, a fear that it will be, again, chaos. There won't be a need for the needs for growth and, and order and productivity won't get met for that child if that adult doesn't nag. Fear that that child will grow, will grow up and not have any skills and not have any work ethic, etc. This control mechanism comes into play. The command and control, the domination memes. So all this is just the cycle of trauma, the cycle of violence, the cycle of projection, Whatever you want to call it. Where parents don't trust themselves, so then they project that onto the child. The child internalizes those messaging. The child grows up and has the inner critics inside, and the cycle goes on and on. And it can be interrupted because we have volition. That is the good news. We have volition. 
We have the choice to choose our attitude. We have the choice to choose our response in any given set of circumstances to observe the facts, to live consciously, to accept the facts, and then move, take action, take responsibility, observe the parts of us that are inner critic, inner critics and love them, love them. Love the beast like Beauty and the Beast. Not until Ariel loved, I believe her name was Ariel, loved the beast for who he was. Kissing the beast out of authentic desire. Did the beast transform into the prince he was? Loving the ugliness. Loving the inner critics. Welcoming all parts. Seeing that those parts want to serve you. But there are more enriching ways to do that than the constant shoulds and musts and you're not good enough. It's out of fear and distrust that those parts vocalize. Those parts want to get these needs met and they don't see another way because they do not trust you. They are seeking your trust. They're seeking your soothing, your love, your acknowledgement. So get curious. Start with, hey, I see you. Thank you for expressing yourself. I'm curious to hear more about what you're needing, what you're seeking, what you're wanting. Please tell me more about what you're saying. What motivates you to say shoulds and not good enoughs? Ask the part to speak more and he will do so. She will do so. She might say exactly what I've been outlining. She might say, I don't trust you. I don't trust you. But oftentimes in personal development, we say, oh, the inner critic's this bad thing. We got to conquer the inner critic. No, no, no. We need to love the inner critic. We need to kiss the beast. Love the beast. Welcome all parts. And offer curiosity and visibility and acknowledgement to the part. Let the part speak. Explain himself. I don't trust you. I fear that you will be lazy. I fear that you will relax too much. That we won't have enough money. That we won't have an intimate relationship. That our lives won't be lived to the fullest unless I coach and push you to work hard. Then we can cultivate appreciation and gratitude. Thank you for seeking these needs. But there's this other part of me that desires comfort and trust and relaxation and ease. And it's hard when I hear the shoulds and the musts and the not good enoughs. Then, as the capital S self, you can cultivate conversation and dialogue and amongst the parts of you. And perhaps begin to operate from a more self-leading standpoint. And reassuring these parts, reassuring these inner critics that you will accomplish and grow and produce and create. And you can do that without the shoulds and the musts and the not good enoughs. 
There is a way to have your cake and eat it too. So, so much of the inner strife we experience on a daily basis in our culture is from a lack of internal trust. And that just manifests. It manifests to the parenting, schooling, government, domination paradigms. Which is why I invite you to consider the incredible impact you can have on the world through this process. Not only for your own inner harmony, but also for the harmony of human beings on this planet.